Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. Hope you're having a great Wednesday hump day. We're in the middle of the week. Just a few uh, more days until we finish April. Will you believe that the first part of this year, a third part of this year is almost done? It's incredible. You may have noticed that at least for this episode, I put this new profile picture here. Uh, this picture was uh, taken uh, in our studio, but it was all redone. Um, the studio was redone to take these pictures because we are a video studio. It wasn't redone, but I'm saying the lights were repositioned and new backdrops were put in. This picture was actually taken by Juniorette's boyfriend, who interestingly enough, uh, they're both you know uh, studying uh, in college. He wasn't intended, um, maybe it's too much information, uh, but anyway, he was intended to be a... Uh, economics uh, student, uh, st study economics, but he's changed his major idea. Uh, but he does have a little side hustle where he is a photographer. He does, uh, he does photography. So I had him come to the studio and take a new picture uh, for me. This is now the picture used on our landing page when you go uh, join the BCP community um, on Locals. I kind of like it. The last picture we have was taken back in 2015 or 2016 by my assistant at the time at my office in San Diego. Uh, you know, I had a nice view uh, of the San Diego River outside of my office and I would often be there. She snapped the picture, I liked it, but it's been seven years now since that picture was taken. I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a lot chunkier, more gray in the beard. Though I do, and I'll be honest with you guys, uh, when it grows out fully and I get too much salt and pepper, I'll go ahead and use Just For Men so that I have a more consistent dark color. But I didn't have, you know, any gray back when that picture was taken seven years ago. So I thought it'd be, just be good to just update it um, as well. Tell me what you think uh, of the picture. All right, folks, let's get into the news. Big hug to all of y'all watching us on Locals, watching us on Patreon, and listening to us on Spotify. Um, this is what I want to share with you first. We have a, uh, a letter. This was a letter that was sent by a former Democrat. It was sent to uh, U.S. senators and representatives who then shared it with President Trump. Uh, and President Trump shared it in a statement yesterday. I want to read you the letter. This is what the uh, former Democrat com uh, felt compelled to write. Dear Senator Representative, I am sending this letter to all senators and representatives and will wait to see which office staff or intern passes this along to the intended recipient. And I will await responses from the people who realize they work for us, the people. As a 58-year-old 50, former Democrat, this is the first time in my life I feel compelled to write as I feel helpless about the state of our country. Never involved in politics before, President Trump has awakened many of us. As a retired teacher from a family of former Democrats, union workers, immigrants, and military service, I always loved and looked, took great pride in this country. My grandparents came here legally, and I still have my grandmother's documents from Ellis Island. She was brought here at nine years of age by her 16-year-old brother. You see, my family had to come a few at a time. The fathers came first, learned the language, obtained employment, and saved money to bring the rest of the family over a few at a time. No food stamps, no housing assistance, no free health care. They worked their tails off and then worked to give back to this great country. Both my father and my father-in-law served in the army. And here I sit today scared to death about the direction of this country. I had heard of the swamp and was aware to some extent of deals that were made by politicians. However, as President Trump correctly stated, 
the swamp is deeper than we ever than we had ever thought. President Trump has been correct about many things. He was spied on. The Russia hoax, the phony impeachment, the fake dossier, and yes, the swamp. <laughs> Did I just read that and say dossier? Dossier. Dossier. I meant to say dossier. <laughs> For four years, President Trump was abused, insulted, lied about, and undermined. And still he accomplished more than any president I have known. Just think how much better this country could have been if Democrats and rhinos worked with him instead of against him at every turn. Many of us, more than 73 million, do not believe this was a free and fair election. In New Jersey, a very blue state, I witnessed boat and car parades, rallies, and Trump flags posted all over. On a trip to upstate New York on the state thruway, uh, I passed a seven-mile parade of cars with Trump and American flags. And I watched Trump was way ahead in all the swing states. And I watched as Trump was way ahead in all the swing states, votes magically changed in the wee hours of the, of the night. If there was no fraud, why no investigation? Leftist judges refused to even look at the information. All we hear is no one's above the law, so why were elections laws broken? This election was stolen and many of us know it. In fact, many of us were in on the plan to destroy the president from day one. And now you sit there talking about impeaching the president of the people? Such hypocrisy. President Trump did not incite violence. He encouraged people to be strong and loud. Let your voices be heard. Protest peacefully and patriotically. Over 400 rallies and there was no violence, just singing, dancing, and praying. I am sure you will address and, and remove the following. Maxine Waters inciting violence against Trump supporters. Adam Schiff lying to Congress. Russian hoax. Jerry Nadler and Tifa is a myth. Kamala Harris donating and assisting BLM uh, Antifa writers. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden deals with China and Ukraine. Nancy Pelosi tearing up the State of the Union address, condoning the tearing down of our national monuments. People do what they do. I could continue, but I am letting you know that we the people are awake. We want to know when the laws apply to you. We love President Trump. He was not a corrupt politician like so many of you. He put America first. No new wars. Brought troops home, invested, and built up the military. Peace through strength, Middle East deals, border security, the wall works. Protect our citizens and country. He cared about the people, not pleasing the D.C. establishment. To the Republicans, we have no party without President Trump. To the Democrats, as much as you try to censor and cancel us, we will find ways to expose the corruption. We will continue to fight for a free and fair press, which sadly no longer exists. And finally, to that vile woman, Nancy Pelosi, it is more than obvious that her hatred for President Trump was greater than her love of the country. In fact, even my Democrat friends who were not big supporters of President Trump believe Nancy Pelosi was the most disrespectful, hateful representative they have ever seen. It is my hope that some of you, one of you, will share these concerns and someone out there will listen to the people. You work for us. Start acting like it respectfully, Audrey S. Okay, I don't know when this letter uh, was written, um, but this was uh, shared by President Trump uh, recently, according to uh, Joe Hoft over at the Gateway Pundit. I think Audrey S. there kind of encapsulates and represents many, if not all of us, and our frustration with the lawlessness coming from the evil Marxists and the rhinos in D.C. By the way, I want to share with you a few points here from this Washington Post article. Democrats approach a midterm message but struggle to deliver it. Now, I'm not going to bore you with what it says here, 
But they pretty much are saying, hey, that uh, Joe Biden is out on the uh, war path. He's out there going to be stumping for and campaigning this late in the season for the midterms, going after the GOP, saying this ain't your father's Republican Party. And they make it sound like there's legitimate concerns here. But the bottom line is they have no strategy. We hear Biden always saying, oh, people just don't understand the message. We have an issue. Do you think Trump had to sell the fact that people had more money in their accounts? They had more jobs. They were paying less taxes. They were able to buy a house. They were able to uh, buy cars. There was plenty of food and gas was cheap. Do you think Trump really had to go out there and sell that? Or do you think people were able to just see that for themselves? Rigged elections have consequences. And the consequence is that Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to get decimated unless, of course, they rig the election again like they did in 2020. Which brings us to what happened on Monday. Here's another statement from President Trump. On Monday, this was a, a President Trump statement. The special counsel appointed by the Wisconsin... The special counsel appointed by the Wisconsin Assembly to investigate the crimes of the 2020 election did an outstanding job. He discovered many pieces of evidence that indicate foul play. Anyone calling themselves a Republican in Wisconsin should support the continued investigation in Wisconsin without interference. And all of the evidence the report brought to light, how could anyone want to stop it? Excuse me, after all the evidence. I understand some rhinos have primary challengers in Wisconsin. I'm sure their primary opponents would get a huge bump in the polls if these rhinos interfere. So we've got some uh, some updates to this. It looks like the we heard uh, the people in Wisconsin heard what's going on. According to the uh, Urban Milwaukee, Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss released the following statement regarding the comments about the Office of Special Counsel. By the way, it was Michael J. Gableman, the former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice, that is the special counsel. Media reports in a statement put out by Representative uh, Brangent were incorrect. The Office of Special Counsel will remain open as we guarantee and the legal power of our legislative subpoenas and get through the other lawsuits that have gridlocked this investigation. We are grateful for Justice Gableman's offer to reduce his salary as we are all concerned about the judicious use of taxpayers' dollars. Our intention is to remain within the original budget allocated for the investigation. Not that, folks, you think Wisconsin voters, after all the, the, the misappropriated spending, Wisconsin probably does a better job than, let's say, California and New York, but don't you think that they think it's money well spent to have a special counsel looking into the rigged and stolen election of 2020? I think so. Uh, Junior, or yeah, I think Junior reported on this on the BCB Report. By the way, our second or sister YouTube channel, the BCB Report, where it has mostly reports by Junior and Juniorette. Sometimes I pop up on there. Uh, he, he, he reported on this. But by the way, check out the new format on that second YouTube channel if you don't follow it. Um, we're, we're not changing what we're doing necessarily because there's always been news without commentary. But we're trying to do this thing now to see how it works of uh, the headline news in 10 minutes or sometimes less depending on how the news cycle is. But they're going to just share eight to a dozen stories per episode 
in 10 minutes of all the breaking headline news, no commentary, just the top news with the bullet points so you have the facts. Check it out over on YouTube and tell us what you think of that format. Anyway, uh, Junior talked about how uh, Biden begged his um, Bo's widow, Hallie, to get tested for HIV. Now, he just reported it, no commentary, but I've got to comment on this. First son, Hunter Biden, begged his brother's widow, Hallie Biden, to get screened for HIV during his affair with his ex-sister-in-law, according to emails obtained by The Daily Caller. Biden begged Hallie to undergo HIV screening roughly a month before he fathered a child with a former stripper, Luden Roberts, in 2018. Okay, folks, I, I know this is, this is mostly a political thing and I don't really touch on morality. I'm a Christian. I'm very old-fashioned when it comes to morality. And your lifestyle may be different. I am of the opinion, and this is the BCP Unfiltered Show, that putting any part of my body anywhere near a stripper is pretty freaking disgusting. Okay, that's just, you know, and I, I, I guess I'm supposed to think that, oh, you know, strippers are just showing their stuff or whatever, but come on, we know that what things really go on, uh, you know, rich and powerful men date strippers and it, it just seems like, I'm not even a germaphobe, but man, it just seems that wanton lifestyle, you would just get sick. I've never had to worry about HIV or AIDS or venereal diseases or STDs because I'm a happily, faithfully married man. And it's just just shows the, the the deviance. Now, once again, some of your some of you out there, your lifestyles are different. I'm a libertarian in that. I may disagree with your lifestyle, but you have the right to live it, right? As long as it doesn't infringe on the rights of others. So, of course, pedophilia in any way, shape, or form, anything to do with children or underage sex, all that stuff, that's all disgusting, illegal, and immoral. Okay, and illegal, unethical, and immoral don't always mean the same thing. There are things that are absolutely unethical, but are legal. There are things that are absolutely immoral that are also legal or they're immoral that are legal. So those are three separate things I understand. But just the sickness coming from the Biden family doesn't end, whether it's deviancy, perversion, lying, treason, and nothing happens. And I do not blame this on the Democrats because we know how the Democrats roll. They will protect their own to the grave, and they will never admit fault, and they will always be in the right. But the rhinos, the Republicans, do nothing to stop this filth. I'm not even talking about this filth. I just think I just think this is just a sign or another um, more evidence or proof of just how freaking disgusting and perverted and deviant the, fam the, the family is. Biden begged Hallie to undergo HIV testing. This is what he, he, he said in this. Uh, the subject line was, you need to get tested for HIV, Hallie. Today, I'm getting tested. Today, I have been sick, scared, Hallie. And you hung up on me. Biden said, wrote in one email to his brother's widow, whom he then accused of hurting his mental health. The love you give is so disturbing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. The Bidens are a freaking plague on America. Culturally, and every in every single way. Sorry, folks. I just I just had to to get to get that. Now I'm going to mention this later on 
YouTube, but I'm going to give you the unfiltered version of this next news thing. Attorney General Merrick Garland balks at special prosecutor for Hunter Biden when Senator points out obvious conflict of interest. It's obvious, a good job Western Journal reporting on this, it's obvious that they're not going to do anything. No one wants to look into the rigging. No one wants to look into it They on the Democrat side. No criminals want to be look, their crimes to be looked at and discovered. We have to stop thinking that Merrick Garland is going to be fair and we need for the Republicans to step up, start impeaching, prosecuting, investigating, doing everything within their legislative power uh, to do things. And also we need people in law enforcement to step up and go after these treasonous, traitorous, sick, deviant, rack bastards. Attorney General Merrick Garland is not going to have a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden or any of the Bidens. There's no obvious conflict of interest. It's just that they don't want people to know they got caught and the curtain is being moved on the Wizard of Oz, the fake president. And of course, um, I love what was said, uh, I believe it was by Liz Harrington. Let me find the clip and put it on for you. Where everyone knows that their election was rigged, that Biden is a fake president. So they want to make it now a crime to even talk about that. They've been making it a crime to bring up that the election was stolen and that Joe Biden is a fake president. Even trying to stop people from running for president, Donald John Trump, who has been very vocal that the election was stolen, or any legislators that also are ringing the alarm. Let me find this clip and play it for you. Georgia Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene testified under oath in court. This all centers on a lawsuit trying to ban the controversial congresswoman from running for re-election over her alleged role in the Capitol assault. The first part of the hearing really kind of was a, a kind of a course in constitutional history. This entire thing uh, centers around a provision on the 14th Amendment that a group of Georgia voters have filed essentially saying that she should be ineligible to run for a second term. She shouldn't be on the ballot because of they say her alleged role in the January 6th attacks. Now, her attorney has been strongly saying she wasn't uh, somebody who had a role in this and planning it. She was a victim herself. But what we're hearing on the stand is the attorney for those voters pointing to a series of tweets from the congresswoman, casting doubt on the results of the 2020 election. Uh, recently, a line of questioning centered around a quote uh, where she was quoted in an article essentially saying that Speaker Nancy Pelosi is a traitor. So those are the types of questions that we're hearing in this in this. Uh, hearing so far. And the judge uh, early in the hearing actually labored, labeled her a combative witness, a hostile witness. Here's one exchange that we heard. If somebody broke the law in a way designed to interfere with the process of counting the electoral count college votes, that person would be an enemy of the Constitution. You mean interrupting Congress? Is that what you're referring to? Doing anything unlawfully to interfere with the process of counting the electoral votes. Interrupting Congress, like when the Democrats interrupted Congress and had a sit-in on the House floor and stopped Congress. All right, I found the clip. It's from Liz Harrington, but I wanted to play those other clips for you so you're up to speed if you're not aware with what's happening with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of course, the best exchange was this one. This one was so good that even the judge, who doesn't seem to be uh, on MTG's side necessarily, even he had to chuckle about how asinine and stupid the attorney against Marjorie Taylor Greene was and is. And that's what I'm talking about. And you know that 
um, the term 1776 is actually a term that's sometimes used in politics today. I don't know if you've noticed our state seal here in Georgia. I know you're not from Georgia, but as you can see, we we enjoy our history and, and we're proud of our freedoms. 1776 is on our state seal. Great. And it's also a term that's used in political discourse in America today. I don't use it as a term of violence. But you use it as a term, right? The lightweight got his hiney smoked by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Bravo to her. This whole thing shouldn't even be happening. Now here's a statement from Liz Harrington, President Trump's spokesperson. What do you think about where Marjorie Taylor Greene is right now? Do you think she'll be able to survive this lawsuit? I think she will. She's incredibly strong. She has uh, really a lot of popular support. Um, But it is scary. It is amazing that we've come to this. I mean, you have these phony, corrupt lawyers that are saying it you shouldn't be allowed to run uh, in your district because you invoked 1776. I mean, this is unbelievable. And they're trying it everywhere. Luckily, you didn't have these corrupt judges that allowed these cases to go forward and they stopped them before they did in the other cases that you mentioned. But these radical leftists aren't going to stop. I mean, they it's a it's a neat trick. You you rig the election. And then if you happen to notice, you make it illegal for them to run for office. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous and appalling. It is so anti-American and it's unconstitutional. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene should not even have to suffer through this. I watched it. I think she did an amazing job. She's getting the same type of attacks that President Trump has to deal with on a daily basis because she's effective. And that's who they go after. But the people are on our side. They go after us who deliver the truth. I've been canceled off of Facebook, been canceled off of Twitter. By the way, real quick, uh, my Twitter was taken down. I started a new Twitter account thinking, okay, good, you know, this is, uh, we're now able to do it. I wanted to reinstate my other one, but they've ignored my emails to reinstate my uh, email, uh, excuse me, my Twitter account. Um, they've ignored my emails to do that. I actually have reached out to some of my friends that are still on Twitter saying, hey, can you tell, like, uh, you know, at Elon Musk to reinstate um, the uh, black underscore C underscore Patriot uh, BCP Twitter uh, one of one of my friends get back to me and said, "Hey, just do what other people do and just start a new a new account and get people uh, on board uh, again." And I'm like, "Well, I had like thirty five to forty thousand uh, people," and he said, "Hey, I was at eighty thousand, and then they purged everyone out, and I was down to fifty seven thousand. It's not really a big deal." And I go, "Okay, well, for kicks and giggles, while well, I'm waiting for this to be resolved, because I would like to have my original Twitter back, I'll start a new one." So I start a new one, realbcp at realbcp.com. Boom, suspended. So for kicks and giggles, I started a third one, uh, the original BCP or original BCP. Two minutes later, I was suspended for suspicious activity. So it had been reported that the um, that they had fixed or blocked uh, nefarious activity from within um, Twitter, but apparently Twitter just does not like me. I mean, I didn't even when I did the new one. It, you know, it said BCP or the real BCP. Okay, maybe they can figure it out. But I started one with a different one with a different everything. A third one. Within two minutes of me trying to like someone and post something, I was uh, suspended again. So Twitter's got a long way to go. Uh, looks looks ni- nice to see that 
uh, Truth Social is now working. Um, but I'm not very happy with that either because I had BCP News and it's still there, but I can't access it because the system says I never set it up. Like it's, I had to start all over again. And they're not on a web presence where I do a lot of my stuff. I do Twitter on the web because I'm in, a, I'm in front of a computer working and uh, they're not on Android. And even though it's over there, even though, uh, you know, I do have, you know, an iPhone, I really uh, also, I'm kind of more of an Android guy, to be honest. So, you know, I love my Google uh, 6 Pro. Um, so there you have it. All right, folks. Um, one last uh, bit of business. I uh, just want to, or news, just want to let you know that according to Anthony Fauci, the, um, the, we're out of the pandemic phase. Or are we? Listen to this doublespeak nonsense from Fauci uh, on PBS NewsHour. Of course, it's all about control. They will never relinquish control. Once we give tyrants power, they never want to let it go. Dr. Fauci, let me broaden this out and ask you, here we are, it's the end of April, it's the spring of 2022. How close are we to the end of this pandemic? Well, that's an unanswerable question for the following reason. And, and I don't want to be evasive about it, but let me tell you why I'm giving you that answer, Judy. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are. What we hope to do, I don't believe, and I've, and I've spoken about this widely, we're not going to eradicate this virus. If we can keep that level very low and intermittently vaccinate people, and I don't know how often that would have to be, Judy, that might be every year, that might be longer, in order to keep that level low. But right now, we are not in the pandemic phase in this country. Pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection that spreads rapidly among people. So if you look at the global situation, there's no doubt this pandemic is still ongoing. Dr. Anthony Fauci, thank you very much. Thank you, Judy. Good to be with you. We are out of the pandemic phase, but we are still in a pandemic. And we'll never eradicate it. Right. We never eradicate completely everything. Guess what? The flu still ravages and kills thousands of people a year. Except, of course, <laughs> when COVID came. COVID cured the flu. Thanks for being here, folks. Big hug to all of y'all. We appreciate your support. Until tomorrow, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Y'all give us what we want. Uh, y'all give us what we need.